1: We apologize for interrupting your regularly scheduled entertainment. This is not a test. This is Kip Killigan with an official override signal. Breaking news from the League of Ultimate Questing. The novice ranked team, the Mortal Dawn, presumed missing or dead until recently, has been found. Their monitor has made contact and soon will be bringing you a live feed of where they are and what they're doing. Will this time off the grid be held against them? Will this surprising turn of events help to boost their fame and renown? Stay tuned to find out.
2: So, the Mortal Dawn battled tooth and nail with a pair of mated, emaciated Umber Hulks at the behest of an old Sverf Neblin elder, uh, hiring them basically to protect their clan from these enemies that had been hunting them down in the absence of their Drow overlords. Um, and they did so, and as a reward, were guided to the surface where they encountered a strange stone door painted black and white. Um, and as soon as the door was opened, they were reunited with their Quadron monitor. Reginald419, he's flapping his wings and kind of jumping up and down in excitement, just
3: completely relieved to see the group of you. I'm so glad you're safe. I was so worried that I had failed at my first job at monitoring a team.
4: I would not go so far as to say we are safe, but
3: we're alive. We
5: had some changes. Uh, But more importantly,
3: you said days? Why is Arvid a goat?
5: That is,
4: um, that's actually a good question. Arvid, why are you a goat? (laughs) Meh! That is not a very acceptable answer.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> well put, Arvid.
6: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
3: but I don't know what I expected. <laughs> you have been declared as missing for the past three days. Are we...
4: I mean, have we been excluded from the league?
3: They thought you were dead, so there was not a need to put a timeline on it. You have been given a leniency. <gasps> Oh, that's good. But for some reason, your bracers are only tracking that you have been a few hours behind.
5: That is how it's
3: been for
4: us. I imagine the uh, leniency is common for temporal disturbances.
3: Hmm. Did you guys go into some sort of plane shift or dimensional rift?
4: We did.
5: Um, I guess you can say that.
3: That is very logical as to why I could not find you on my sensors. Although, if you're coming from underground... I do not know why there is interference. My monitor works very well, even in the subterranean domain.
8: Could it be something to do with this? And I hold up the chunk of residuum
3: that the Spriff neblet gave me?
2: And the presence of it, you see like his eyes kind of twitch, trying to process it.
3: This is an interference. Please put it away. <laughs> I put it away. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. As soon as you return to an area of clarity, I was teleported here. I do not know where I am, but I am glad to be back.
4: We don't know where we are either, so you're in good company. Well,
3: you're in acceptable company. It is very dark up there
5: any word from our patron
3: you should have received a message message no that's probably the interference from that strange material what was the message one moment
2: and his eyes close they open back up you hear the following words come out of his mouth in well whatever is a mouth in maven's voice are you safe i'm handling quest fallout you've been reported missing good publicity everything will be fine return to Lucinilli when
3: possible be safe. That is exactly twenty five words from his ending spell.
5: Will you please let him know that we're we're okay and we plan to head back soon?
3: You have twenty five words that you can respond with.
5: Anyone else want to add anything?
3: Bit
8: of a time flux on our end. We'll be back as soon as we can be once we figure out where we are.
3: He just kinda of processes it. I had to clip the end a little bit, but the point should be coming across. Let us return to Lucinillia at our earliest convenience. Until then I will remain in stealth mode. <laughs>
5: Uh, I was hoping you would tell us where we were.
3: He said he didn't know. Huh?
2: And uh, above you, beyond this open stone door, as the Sferf Neblin kind of cheer and salute and go back down their little way, I'm fascinated for just a moment at this mechanical man. Uh, you can see above you is just extreme darkness. Even RTM's eyes cannot penetrate it. Can my devil's sight see through it? Uh, does it see through magical darkness? It does. Then, yes. Um, you can see what looks like a very dark stone hallway. Anything in it? You'd have to climb up It's about five feet Off the ground When you're immediately Under it You're kind of crouching
4: I cannot see through this There's something wrong
2: Really? I can see in it
4: Well I'm a creature Of darkness Look at me I can see through (laughs) the (laughs) earth
8: What do you see? An empty hallway Oh how very useful That has been Do you want me To go check it out? (laughs) Please Okay
5: We we should all go
8: (laughs) Well you'll be blind As bats do I know about bats? I know about bats. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love that you asked that
8: in character. Yeah, I, you said you said think in character.
2: <laughs> love it. Um, so do you want to climb ahead or is everyone just gonna Yeah, I'll climb I'll, I'll climb up there. Sure. Um, and you climb into a very I will do so stealthily. Oh good, good to know. Oh, so go ahead and roll me that stealth check.
8: Four. Mm.
2: Stellar. Are are you still blessed? He could have guided himself, but for the time being, he's at a four. Okay. So you slither your way in and kind of bonk your head. Ow. And uh, the first thing you encounter is coming out of the wall. There's some sort of what looks like a kind of like a light fixture, but in design, it resembles like a finger with seven joints all bending upward. And At the very tip of the stone finger, there's a tiny ball emitting this magical darkness. And the hallway seems to curve quite dramatically.
8: Is the ball attached or can I pick it up?
2: It is very, very
8: securely fixed. What you got up there? Ah, uh, I found a really dark ball. And? Something's fingering a dark ball up here.
4: <laughs> Don't touch it. You remember those things we just fought? That was the baby version, the weak version. They were hungry. Whatever is here, we do not want to touch. You know, uh, you know, anglerfish. No. Oh. I don't think I've ever been that
8: deep in the ocean. It terrifies me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) If you're scared of the ocean, you should be scared
2: of this. Uh, I'm going to go up there as well. Very dark, um, but you can kind of be guided by Herathax. Even a light spell just gets swallowed by this magical darkness.
4: All right. Well, is it connected to anything? Uh, The hallway
8: keeps going, yeah?
2: In one direction. It it cuts off the other direction.
8: It keeps going that way.
2: Does this connect to anything, this dark thing?
8: It just sticks out of the wall. <clears throat> it's just the one, right?
2: Mm, uh, that you can see, but the corner rounds very dramatically.
8: Suka, just cut it. Cut it down. Fuck it. I have a winter blanket in my inventory. Can mm-hmm. I just take a blanket and throw it over the top of it? Does that affect it at all?
2: Sure. Uh, it seems to cut the darkness down to a more perceivable darkness. For some reason, this thing is actually emitting darkness like a, lo- a torch would emit light. I really want this thing. Can we break it off the wall? <laughs> I'm going to tap, tap the body of it with my dagger. Uh, the sphere itself seems to be some kind of very thick stone, and the part underneath is more of like a sculpted concrete. They're both very strong, very, very reinforced.
8: Diamond boy, come here. Yes? Diamonds is harder than rock. I want, I want this thing. It's cool. It's like a darkness drift globe. It's awesome.
5: Chris tries to reverberate, uh, but I'm sorry. I'm way too tired. I'm going to take the butt of my rapier and just smash the the
4: darkness orb.
2: Okay. Um, It clangs off very hard.
4: Damn. Well, it looks like they're dark torches. So, uh, you know, if anybody thought that was possible,
5: then you win. (laughs) Um, So I I don't really know how how, uh, darkness works. Darkness doesn't work. It's just the absence of thing. Meaning, like, is it like an element much like Artyom's light? Light is not element. Yeah. None of these things work the way you think they work. Perhaps
8: you should go to school. I don't think sorcerers go to school. I think they just know stuff.
4: Ugh. Wizards are better. Sorry, it's, <laughs> it's true. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to like...
8: Wizard burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a magical bug. But he's magic flexing and he's not even
4: an arcane caster.
2: Mm-hmm. Is there,
4: is there any way to like leverage the thing down or is
5: it just like... I mean, like...
2: you don't think it's like impossible to break, but it's very well made. And it's a very old stone...
5: Look well, it, keep walking. I guess May you not. you can be our guide. Uh, um, goat master Arvid might be able to smash it.
6: Um, Arvid is still uh, napping with with the mortal
2: dog, and he's trying to like clamor up, but he can like jump just about five feet to like scamper up the wall and get into this hallway. Mm-hmm. But he's just right. snorkeling around, them. <laughs> yeah. Um, And in very little time rounding the first corner, um, you come to another one of these fingers, but this one is emitting light and a very pure light. And even Artium picks up that this has just a very faint resemblance to true sunlight.
4: There's something very interesting about this one. Man, you want the dark one, I want the light one. Why'd the craftsmanship have to be so good? The door,
8: it was half black and half white, there's a dark Mm. torch and a light Mm. torch.
2: That makes sense. You continue this pattern of... These torches alternating, one which emits magical darkness, the other that emits magical light, uh, about 30 feet apart from each other. And the hallway is spiraling pretty dramatically, like you're constantly going at an angle. Um, it seems like it's going up, yeah. Not a not a steep incline, but definitely curving in towards something.
4: I don't know exactly what we're doing here. Just like, I mean, you're from another continent, you don't know what's going on in the other one. Underdark is a big place. But what I saw in those upper hulks, there's something wrong with them. They have colors on their arms. They could be slaves. They were obviously made to be that way. If this is what I think it is, we have to be very, very careful. If you, if you see something that does not make sense, say it out loud. Make sure you talk to us, please. Okay.
8: Will do. I keep an eye out for the <clears throat> dark orbs if any of them look more breakable.
2: Sure. Um, all quite sturdy. Um, and as you continue your way through the hallway, before too long at all, um, it empties out with an open door... Uh, into what looks like a kind of wide hallway with tiles laid down on the ground. Half of them a uh, reflective, shiny black. The other half a very pristine, though dusty white. The walls make the room seem much larger because they're mirrored. Um, reflecting so that looking back it goes white, black, white, black, white, black all the way into this kind of repetitive reflection of the chamber. On the other side of it, there's like a stone dais, kind of square with a, a round circle on top. And a, a large door behind that. Very big half black and half white and the ceiling has a very similar circular door like you saw uh at the entrance to this hallway um but this one has this massive painted mural of what looks like a night sky colliding with a day sky do you think this is a temple it looks like a temple to me
4: i'm looking at the cleric as i ask
2: this if i had to guess the temple would you like to make me a religion check i would that sounds scrumptious uh fail (laughs) okay you're not sure what deity this could possibly represent, but it does have um, the makings of a holy place. Harithax gasps.
8: (gasps) You still have the dark knife?
2: Dark knife? What you're talking about?
4: What are you talking about, Dark Knife? The,
8: the,
2: the, the, Well, actually, do we know what the ring that we got from the Cult well, of the Mall? You saw him use it, but not necessarily that Artyom has used it or anything.
4: I mean, else. I did a tune, so it's just... Yeah. I Oh, you mean... Oh, you did the, 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 the little shadow... Oh, yeah. I flop it out. I point, and I'm like, try Just whip it out. Just whip it out. Try the shadow knife on the balls. You're saying a lot of things. Um... On the, like, I'll, I guess I'll go back to one of the fingers, or are there some in here?
2: No. Okay, I'll
4: go back to one and I touch it?
2: It seems to kind of spark with a little bit of, like, a necrotic recognition, but not really anything. Nothing. Haruthax looks very sad. But yeah, this long, mirrored chamber kind of lays before you. And, uh, the other side of it, there's another large door that seems to be closed. Well, press the dais? Sure. Um, and you walk up to it, and the, the stones just kind of echo throughout the chamber. They're very well made polished marble and in the center of the stone dais there's uh, an engraving like a hole going all the way down that kind of looks like a six point star with all of the day theming you'd figure I'd understand something about this but you'd be wrong and uh, roll me a perception check
4: like a 12
2: okay uh, so you're studying the dais tr- mm-hmm. very intently trying to figure out what it's all about because usually daises are somewhat important in this kind of place Um, And you guys are in the hallway still, or?
8: Harithax is trying to decide whether or not it's worth casting shatter on one of the fingers to try and break it so I can steal one of these things. You don't (laughs) think so. But it's loud, and RTM specifically told us not to.
5: You're pretty sure you'd ruin it. Uh, I think Chris probably, like, sticks close to uh, Morty and Goat Arvid. Mm -hmm. Just, I can't see what's going on.
2: So I'm going to have you two roll me a perception check. As you're looking, like, in it, RTM as he entered this hallway. For the, more of a chamber. Seventeen? Uh twelve. Okay. Um so you guys are watching as RTM explores this kind of diocese. Harthax is back a little bit, like just pondering how he could possibly break this finger. Um and you see, um having to poke your head in just a little bit, especially with your very reflective goat eyes in two different directions, um you see what looks like the reflections that RTM is casting in the two mirrors on each side uh begin to move independent of RTM's movements
6: uh okay at that our vid perks up um does a little uh little kicky boy you know one of those like excited back and forth prancy things yes. very very much so pay attention my friends
4: just because you're a god doesn't mean you get to act like a jackass mm. <laughs> and i keep
2: i keep inspecting the diets completely ignoring them all right um so i'm gonna set up a board cool as i do and this one might take a minute. Sorry.
4: <laughs> I realize it would have been beneficial of me to pay attention, but I'm like, nah, Artyom wouldn't have paid attention. No, it. you do- failed
2: the perception check. It's I- in character. I love it. We're a very focused kind of person. It's understandable. So, RTM, I'm going to give you one more perception check before you are caught off guard by the thing that's happening around you. Here I go. 18 plus. All right, so you are not caught off guard. As you get a quick glimpse to your left and right, as the shadows and reflections that you cast into the mirror move independently of you on either side, And they step out. When one side steps out onto the darkened tiles, uh, it emerges as your own silhouette made of pure darkness. On the other side, made of pure light, emanating this pure glow. And they move towards you, not even taking steps, just sliding along the floor. Um, And they are going to move up to you and do a thing. So we're going to roll initiative for Rtm first and the bad guys. Everyone else will respond afterwards. Eleven. Hey, you can beat them. Woo-hoo! Victory. Uh, So you get to respond before they do anything, seeing them coming.
4: Do they look like they have malicious intent? They're floating
2: at you with their their hands out almost in a come-to-me. Do I feel anything coming from them? You feel a nice warm light coming from the other and a very chilling vacuum of darkness coming from the other.
4: I'm going to step back my full move towards the door but not remove hastily okay and say everybody you might want to uh pay attention so if you want to slide him back and then once i'm at there i'm going to ready a scorching ray do i need to pick a trigger or can i just be like i'm ready for it
2: you just a, a loose triggers, okay i'm kind of open with it
4: uh basically like if they do anything that seems not
5: anything that seems aggressive
2: okay very good all right. So at that, I'm going to have you two roll the initiative. Two.
5: 17 for Christ.
2: So, Christ, you are now at the top of the initiative. You have seen Artyom back away from these strange apparitions that have stepped out of the mirror and has given the group warning.
5: Pay attention to what? what what's going on? So, so Crist will kind of, you know, peer in the room, like go mm. very slowly towards Artyom.
2: Yeah. Um, so you see coming out of the mirror shadow rtm and light rtm and they seem
5: to be just drifting forward effortlessly i'm wondering if maybe we make them touch each other i'm wondering the same thing (laughs) also shattering the mirrors would you like to do either of those things um i think uh chris will kind of stay towards the entrance and i actually want a loose frostbite but i want a loose frostbite at the mirror where the enemy is
2: okay you hold your hand out and just one section of the mirror gets covered in this crackly white frost. And that makes it Artyamster. I'm
4: going to step aside from the door and move towards the east mirror and uh, say, Arvid, maybe you can uh, bully, pick them up and bully them, uh, grab them without their consent and move them places?
6: Arvid lets out a, a snort. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's consent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very good alright um, so on their turn when Crist uh, peers his head in the door um, you see a reflection especially you because when Crist leans in and then leans back out his reflection is still peering in uh, right next to where you are and a shadow Crist emerges from the mirror next to you and a light Crist emerges from the mirror on that side Never
4: mind. don't come in
2: <laughs> uh oh I am surrounded by shadow boys so yeah, it just kind of emerges from the mirror near you. And it sort of like morphs around you and then appears at your side. Um, and they are going to just reach out and touch you.
4: So as a reaction then, um, can I go ahead and cast... Would it be possible to change from Scorching Ray? No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to I'm gonna stick with Scorching Ray. But against the Shadow Boys, uh, let's see here. The guy on my left mm-hmm. is a fucking super miss. And the one next to that is a fifteen. That hits. Super duper deeper. Two D six radiant damage. Oh wait, didn't you say that it's like the the light that's here is like daylight?
2: It it reflects it like you can tell that there's just like a hint of a
4: Does my radiant absorption sure, work? Cool. Sure. Although you, this is scorching
2: ooh. rain, it deals fire damage, not really. Oh damage. what? Are you
4: fucking Oh I wouldn't have used it then. Then I will do I'll do the other one against the one I missed. Uh eighteen.
2: Yeah that hits. Okay so, so there's one hit on each of them. So one of them takes eight and the other one takes eight nice um, so you do blast a hole through each of them which is open for a moment and then slowly like coalesces yes. Uh damaging doesn't seem to do anything they seem slightly smaller than they were oh okay um, but yeah fire magic doesn't affect but you have a lot of radiant spells too um, they're gonna make touchies bad touches against RTM cool that is my last two second level spell okay that is a 21. And a critical.
4: Lay it on me, my boy.
2: That's what I'm going to do. Lay it lay it on me. Goodly. Uh, the first attack deals you 11 necrotic damage. Awesome. That's really good. The next one deals you 12.
1: Ooh. Oh, yeah.
4: So let's see here. I took 7, and then I took 11, then I took 12. So that puts me at
2: 5 HP. And your strength goes down by 3. Do I not get a save against that? No, not if they hit Seriously? hmm They can ability
4: drain and damage just from a hit without me rolling any kind of save.
2: Right, plus four to hit, 2d6, necrotic damage. That
4: is horseshit! And shadows are <laughs> super deadly. Okay.
8: They're only they punch, challenge rating one half. They punch way above their CR.
2: Yeah. Um, so those two have you cornered, and they're just draining the life from you as their cold hands reach out and seize you. Uh, next in the initiative chain is Arvid, and you see the two standing near the door, the ones made of radiance. Um, they're glowing... And they do seem a little aggressive. They're just uh, kind of a white hot instead of a creepy dark terror.
6: Um, My dream would be to try to charge in and like, you know, either ram or buck one into the uh, corner there because Mm -hmm. someone was saying something about, uh, you know, try to make them
2: touch. Okay. Well, what you could do is use your movement to get behind one, which would provoke an attack of opportunity from one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could use an athletics to try to push the other one towards the other one. And if you rolled high enough, you could push them more than five feet.
6: That's that's the best choice, I think.
4: What this will it? create another two.
2: If I go down, please, I have health potions in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, navigate yourself in and kind of behind that blue one by the door. Um, the other one is going to make its attack of opportunity on you as you leave its threat range.
4: Too bad you can't do like a rear kick.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about something like that. I guess um, just this is going to be a 19 to hit. That's definitely good. Um, but this does not deal you necrotic damage. Uh, this deals you uh, six radiant damage, and your charisma goes down by four.
4: Oh! I am
6: now an ugly goat.
4: <laughs> Stank-ass Billy. Mm-mm. <laughs>
6: Mm-mm.
4: So when Stank Billy's done pushing them, um, I, so I'm kind of curious here. So I got, a, I got a turn, and I readied an action. And it was Chris'
2: turn, and it was my turn. Mm-hmm. At the top of your turn, you lose any hold actions. Okay, so... Cool, but if, now yeah.
6: If an ability gets to zero, what happens?
2: Uh, you die. Depends on the ability. No, you, uh, it depends on the ability. It's only con that really flat out kills you. The rest, you kind of go into a comatose state. Um, keep in mind with your mental stats as wild shape, you keep arvids and not the animals. Oh. So uh, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, you go off arvids.
6: Um. Okay, and then I should roll for yep. my athletics. My go. What was it? Six. 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 Yep. I should mm-hmm. pop a rager,
2: shouldn't I? That phrasing. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Let's do it. Roll me an advantage. Yeah.
6: That's not so great. Uh, well, I rolled a one. Okay. Oh,
2: oh, I will put put that out there. So as you slam into it, you do in fact just kind of push it full strength into the, uh, the shadow um, and move yourself up to the door. And at that, um, they're basically just going to deal each other some necrotic and radiant damage. So the shadow that you slam it into, kind of pushes into Artium and just dissipates against the mirror, um, as the radiance sort of eats through it, and the darkness like clings to this radiant shadow, and starts to like eat away as it. It's starting to uh, like melt its body from underneath it, uh, weakening it greatly. That makes it Harithax's turn.
8: I actually haven't rolled initiative yet.
2: Yes. Yeah, so go ahead and roll. I was going to put you at the end, but now I'll, I'll insert you where you actually roll. 20. 20,
1: okay. 19.
2: Uh, Which still makes it your turn. Yep. (laughs) Putting it at the top.
8: Uh, So hearing, I think, I think Artyom saying, uh, if I go down, I have potions on my body is like the first indication. I heard people be like, what's going on? Oh, shit. Yeah. And now,
2: if I go down, you know what? And the sounds of combat are now pretty loud. Okay.
8: Uh, So Herthax will kind of come, let go of the orb that they're trying to pull off the wall and come sort of running around to here and just see a big old goatey boy and what two sort of radiant shadowy things very much so I'll turn and look at Crist and be like what's happening in there why does that thing look kind of like you
5: when I went in there two reflections came
8: oh I'm gonna cast infestation okay on the shadow next to the mirror in front of Artyom try and move it away from him
2: okay what's the save
8: it needs to make a constitution saving throw I got a two. That is a fail. It takes uh, 1d6 poison if it can take poison damage.
2: Um, nope.
8: Being undead, yeah, unlikely, but it does move. So, three. It moves one space east into the mirror.
2: Yeah, so for this round it will be inside the mirror. <sighs> Sucks back into the reflection, and the flies just kind of splatter against the mirror and dissipate, uh, bringing it to Chris.
5: Did Chris notice anything uh, from the first frostbite? Uh, it looks like the, the if anything had tried to pass
2: through there, it might not have been able to to penetrate okay um, but you you're also feeling that these mirrors, while very large, could in fact be somewhat fragile, just based on how cold it got from your frostbite.
5: I think uh i'm just going I'm in a frostbite where that uh thing is. I'm quite cautious that I don't know what happens when these mirrors shatter. Oh, we don't need more
2: a fair point all right, so I'm gonna roll. Okay, so you basically put your ray of frost area right where that shadow went in, mm-hmm. and it's obscured by the schmear of kind of cold, arctic white.
4: smear, <laughs> smear
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like a bagel. Um, bagel and sound. Would you like to move at all or stay where you are?
5: Um, I'm not going in the room, so I'm staying where I am. And that makes it Artyom's turn. Cool. Um, I'm going to use this beautiful opportunity to get the fuck out of
4: that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to move towards the dais. Okay. Am I at it? Uh, You're five feet away. Well, in that case, I'm going to go ahead and turn and go ahead and whip out some some of that sweet, sweet sacred flame. Okay. Uh, Which is radiant damage, yes?
2: Yes. And who are you going to target that on?
4: Uh, So I'm going to turn and I'm going to go ahead and target... Oh, shit. Shitting balls-ass butt.
2: (laughs) Uh, the shadows are missing right now. The shadows are all gone, which means everything I'm good at sucks. Um, if you want, though, you know that there's shadows that are about to emerge if you want to hold until one of those pops out. Yes. The energy you feel off of the light shadows lets you know that you don't think Radiant would bother them at all. Quite the opposite. Yeah, That's that's what I'm figuring.
4: Yeah, I'll already, already that.
2: Okay. Um, and they are next, which is nice. Um, As this one emerges from the mirror, this is the one that got hit by the cold, if you could put it on the other side. Um, It is going to come out with the disadvantage imposed from the frostbite. Mm -hmm. And when Arvid enters, one of these enters from that side. Does it come in as a goat? Uh, It looks vaguely goat-like, yes. And could you put that one on the other side of that mirror? And uh, those three are going to surround Arvid. Oh, no. The three radiant ones. Um, You can automatically trigger your wait I don't roll it's a, a, you this roll. is a deck save
4: oh, I thought it was a wisdom save but yeah roll your styles
2: yeah they that's dog shit they totally get hit sick that's a d6 right mhm oh uh, d8 Yeah. D8, what up 3 which deals at 6 and that one has already been hit so as soon as it emerges it like is trying to pull this cold and frost off of it and this arc of pure white light comes down from the ceiling and just turns to like a, a fine mist sick they take a lot of damage from Radiant. I'm getting that. Which is why <laughs> slamming them together didn't back do a lot. Um, and then the attacks from the... Oh, it's not... Yeah, there is their turn. Because uh, that was a held action. So, three Radiant touches on Arvid. Uh, that is a 13 and a 12. And a
6: 13. Um, AC is 12.
2: Oh, well, there you go. This is going to hurt. Uh, 21 Radiant damage. That's bad.
6: I'm at zero. But, oh, no, But I'm that's back. your goat
2: form. Yeah. So now you're back to the hit points you were at as Arvid. And the goat is gone. Um, but you're going to also lose some charisma. Oh, I just kind of dropped it. Six charisma.
6: Coming back into the furball form, Arvid makes a, a shrill cry. Um, as his hooves become hands, the fur on his back retracts into his white patchwork cloak that he's always wearing. And he is probably getting up from his... Uh, Four legged stance and says uh, aloud to no one in particular, Oh gods, I didn't think I was going to come back.
9: <laughs> oh my
2: I god.
5: Love that.
1: It's
2: terrifying.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so
5: Ooh.
2: good. I love that.
4: I love the idea that you just, the first time you did it, you're like, Oh god. No, well, this <laughs> is forever.
2: <laughs> I I can, mean, and you weren't even slowly. phased. You were just like, yeah, I, mean.
1: <laughs> I, I guess I'm a goat now. <laughs> Oh, uh, what, yeah. what a fresh
2: take on Wild Shape! <laughs> Thank you for that, Sam. That's
4: brilliant. Thank you for that.
10: Okay, remember that uh, team a few years back hit legendary and then dipped out. I mean, come on, uh, had that big fella with the uh, two great axes and uh, those twin wizards?
1: I think you mean the Fiends Forsworn, a six-person team that climbed the ranks quickly and had quite the following.
10: Yeah, yeah, those kids. Uh, okay, as I recall, they got a big boost of following after they saved that family of Gildenarian priests from that uh, burning lookout tower.
1: Right you are, Storm. It made headlines
10: in all five kingdoms. Well, between you and me, I guess uh, our thousands of viewers, uh, there was some talk between the other teams, and word on the inside was that the Fiends started the fire themselves. Some kind of desperate act of publicity. Uh, granted, it was just a rumor, but either way, their patron was made out of money, and probably could've paid off half a damn here with what he found in his couch.
1: It's a very strange story, Storm. What made that come to mind?
10: I mean, rookie team goes missing and is presumed dead. I mean, sure, they got eaten by a worm, but they're not the first team to end up in a monster's mouth. I, I'm just saying, this vanishing act could be a stunt. Yeah, we gotta keep our eyes wide on our nostrils flared to sniff out the truth of this second coming.
1: Well, Storm, you've always had keen instincts, but I'm sure the Nexus Enterprise will analyze these events carefully and leave no stone unturned. <laughs> Speaking of stone
10: unturned, remember that uh, gnomish ranger from the Gilded Sails? Got, uh, got pinned under the Atlas Golem. <laughs> and the party didn't find him until they were on their way out of the dungeon. <laughs> Man, uh, I bet he smelled like a ten-pound diaper.
1: <laughs> he was angrier than a bee stuck in a breastplate. Well, well, Storm, you're certainly full of memorable gems today. I
10: don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just feeling kind of nostalgic. <sighs>
7: Oh, hey there. It's me, your old friend, Mac Blockett, from Mac Blockett's Extra Legal Imports. Listen up, because we're having a very special one-night and one-night-only estate sale. You show up, you pay ten gold at the door, and anything you can carry is all yours. We've got artwork, furniture, ashes of dead relatives, childhood memorabilia, and don't even get me started on the wine cellar. Mwah! Talk about classy. Take what you can. Bring a wheelbarrow. Bring a bag of holding for all I care. Head over to 48 Tans Wheel Lane tonight between 6 and 10 o'clock. Just look for the busted gate. Prices these low are a real steal. The only crime would be missing out on the savings. You see where I'm going with this. You there! Stop! Hands over your head! Whoopsie! Gotta go. Hope to see you tonight. Remember, you didn't get it from me.
4: all right so we actually have a very special message that was purchased uh, for this episode um it goes a little something like this i would like to wish the happiest of birthdays to my favorite little brother and the best dm i know you constantly amaze me with your creativity drive and kindness i love you forever law and congratulations on having your age match your name oh. love maisie Oh, That's
2: really sweet. <laughs> Aww, I didn't know about that.
4: <laughs> she reached out to me privately to make sure that uh, oh,
10: it, was, it was a little geez. bit subtle. Yeah, she
2: just recently got to listen to the podcast on like a 12-hour road trip. She marathoned <laughs> the whole thing yeah. and texted me constantly about how much she loved it. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: <laughs> I don't get the name match the age thing. What is that? Like? Um, having your age match your name. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. I don't I don't either. But it's super sweet anyway. That's so nice.
4: <laughs> oh, maybe maybe like Lawrence is just a very old person so how old? I don't know. How old are you turning?
2: Thirty-three. Oh boy. I'm not is it maybe thirty two. I don't know how old I am. <laughs> I
4: don't know how old I am. But I also want to take a moment and say happy birthday. Um well, thank you. You are easily the best GM I've ever had. This has been an amazing project and working with you has been extremely heartwarming and exciting. Well,
2: that's super nice of you guys. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you, May. I love you very much. <laughs> so, I, hope you, I hope you do some fan art for us because you're awesome at that totally totally
4: um yeah and uh, we'll go ahead and put this on the episode on the day of so oh, that's so thing. sweet yeah oh. what
8: day is your birthday
5: 18th all right cool happy early birthday blush
4: <laughs> hello quest fans i just want to take a moment and thank all you beautiful people out in twitter land for your support and your open and healthy communication with us and our stupid podcast um, in particular I want to thank at Brian the red with underscores in between you get you know you know the style uh, for, for just tweeting out and just just being being a good dude and being also friendly uh, thank you for champions RPG for giving us as a recommendation to somebody thank you at moment TV uh, both for your suggestion of having uh, the pride shirts which I think was a great idea and just generally for being such an amazing supporter um, I want to thank Rick Oxenham, uh, Oxenham 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 I'm gonna go with Oxenham. Um, I want to thank the DM Vault. I want to thank uh, Swordsfall RPG. Uh, I, I mean, I basically, freaking everybody. Um, just people for interacting and being being a part of the the community with us. And you know, everybody's just so so delicious, deliciously good. Um, if I sound like trash, it's because I am ultra ultra hungover because of a series of poor decisions that I made. Um, and having brought this on myself, I'm not going to inflict my personality on you any longer. I want to just thank everybody for helping us out. And if you guys want to give us support, the best thing you can do is use the old hashtag LUQ or at slap the dash. Any kind of tweeting like that is super helpful. And just spread the word. Let people know. Tell them them all about the the cool styles that we've got going on here. Um, But other than that, I mean, I think obviously I need to thank a very special group of people. And that is the United Kingdom. I've been giving a lot of love to Denmark, but the fact is, United Kingdom, you're doing your best. Sure, the Danes are, are clearly embarrassing you in terms of, uh, you know, love for the show. But, you know, you still count. Thanks, UK. I hope you're doing okay. Oh, and finally, I also want to thank everybody who sent in questions on uh, the day we were doing our LU Q&A. It's super, super appreciated, and League of Ultimate Questions will be coming out uh, very soon, uh, probably sometime in very, very early July or at the end of June, and I'm just super stoked about that because I think it was a lot of fun to record, and we'll try to get into the habit of doing that again in the future. And that's everything. Good night. I love you.
11: Hey there, Bornric Xbreaker here, and welcome back to Gitter Dungeon, the show where I show you how to take good care of your beloved crypt, temple, tomb, or etc. Now, we got a lot of dungeon owners here in Mackinar, and the market values have been going up a lot in the last few decades. Today, we're going to give you a few tips on how to make your dungeon stand out above the rest, by avoiding what we call dungeon cliches. First of all, let's talk about names. Sure the Halls of Torment or the Eternal Crypt of Madness sounds pretty cool and'll probably sell a book or two, but if you name your dungeon something like that, the only visitors you're gonna get are big salty adventurers looking to stick their nose where it don't belong. And if you want to get the local merchants and town folks to come check out your sweet setup, and maybe fall prey to the dangers we built together, and give it a nice welcoming name, like the Gallery of Elegance, or the Home of Empathy. Those are nice inviting names that'll really pull you in and help you wind up as food for our hungry monsters. Another cliche to avoid is the spiked pit trap. Uh, Now hear me out, I love me a good 20 foot fall on the razor sharp spears, and floor traps definitely help you stay organized when collecting corpses, uh, but the spears themselves won't impress anyone. Uh, Spike traps are like a drag a dozen. Now if you want them to fall into something they'll remember for the rest of their lives, fill that 20 foot hole with wolf diarrhea. Yeah, they'll figure out what it is, and the psychological damage will be much more satisfying than any falling damage. And yeah, They'll be talking about it for years. Uh, if you don't know where to find a wolf diarrhea, I do know a guy. And last but not least, let's talk about what some people call the dungeon boss. That is usually the manager that you've hired to maintain the quality and efficiency of your dungeon uh, while you're seeking new riches or enacting dark rituals. Now, they always get tucked away in the back room and they're always some big scary thing, like a minotaur or a demon or a golem or something like that. I say, instead of putting a few bugbears in this room and a few skeletons in that room, eh, put a big scary monster in every room, but only have one of them be in charge, and don't tell them who it is. (laughs) It'll keep them competitive and really throw off the adventuring party. If they see the same room two or three times in a row, they'll think they're losing their teacups. Oh, and instead of hoarding gold, uh, maybe just go to a bank, instead of hiding it in chests and behind secret magical tapestries, and no loot, no problem. And join me next week for another episode of Gitter Dungeon, brought to you by the Nexus Enterprise.
2: Something about Arvid seems like off his... Personalities like just a wash. Even his words, it doesn't even sound like his voice anymore. Two charisma left on Arvid.
7: Oh boy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um finishing that turn and then the other shadow who comes out is going to go to the door and attack Herathax. Oh. Uh that is a 12 touch. Uh that does not hit me. Because I've still got mage armor up. That's a very long duration. Yeah. Um so it touches your mage armor and it just like leaves these like black trails where it pulls away like finding a similar energy uh, and that makes it Arvid's turn.
6: Still raging and shocked beyond imagination, Arvid will be uh, trying to uh, overrun anyone in his path to getting just out of there. Needs a dark place to, to curl up in the fetal position. Sure, you can take a
2: defensive action to dodge and then get out of there. So if any of them attack you, they'll have disadvantage. Okay. If you want to get out of there as safely as possible.
6: That sounds good.
2: Couldn't couldn't Arvid just disengage instead of dodging? Yeah, to, disengage is not that's provoke. way better. I just for some reason my brain forgot that disengage Oops. existed.
6: Is it just a five foot step? Is it what? Is you it? can
2: go. Uh, you only move ten feet, so you still have a full twenty if you want to get away from that door. That's okay. Leave me in here, that's all right.
6: Yeah, just going to take a moment to collect myself. Oof. Yeah. Wish I had
8: Bardic Inspiration, I'd be like, "You've got this." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that is Harathax's
2: turn.
8: Okay. We're going to go all in. I'm going to move in. I'm mm-hmm. going to move past the shadow okay. into the center of all of these things. Cool. And then I'm going to invoke Arms of Hadar. All right. And all four of them need to make uh, strength saves, although the regular shadow probably doesn't need to if it's um, healed by necrotic damage. Okay. Actually, I guess it would, because if it absorbs it, it still depends how much it takes.
2: But It's just, it's just immune. Okay two of them failed one succeeded
8: cool so the ones that fail take 3d6 necrotic damage
2: there's no way they're going to survive
8: <laughs> and unless the you one roll that, like you do the one that passes <laughs> takes half necrotic damage but if they're vulnerable like the other ones are <laughs> uh how does 17 necrotic damage sound so you rolled Bam. that's what i rolled without doubling it so 34 if they're vulnerable yeah. oh. And yeah. 17 to the one that passed it save because it's half that, doubled that. So
2: Holy shit. The <laughs> black. I rolled 665. The black trails of shadow and body paint that cling to Harithax just latch out, and each one wraps around the throat of one of these radiant reflections and just pulls it into his body as it sucks into the vacuum of the shadows that are clinging to him and just swallows it up and like white steams just like pouring off as they all just get destroyed.
8: Yeah, so I I gain temporary HP from eating all of the the radiant shadows. Uh, Presumably, I trigger new shadows on when I come into the room. Yes. And you know, I'm just gonna keep moving over to where our our is. Okay. So that one will.
2: And it will. Uh, That's a cocked one, somehow. Uh, Another one. Hey, I was gonna say he can he can keep the one. That's fine with Mm. me. He got it anyway. uh, Real quick, real quick percentages. Uh, He seeing the radiance like coming out of you he gets like coughing and gagging in this kind of radiant mist that came off of the things you destroyed and he seems blinded um christ you're sensing a lot of like magic coming out of these like mirrors too like you you can tell that more is coming
5: more is coming Hmm. all right christ is contemplating Oh, God, I don't know what to do with more coming. I don't know what happens if I go back in the room. Should I just shatter the mirrors? What do we do? Chris doesn't know what to do, so he's kind of looking around for any sign. Um, If it's a good sign, he'll shatter both of the mirrors by twin-casting shatter.
2: Um, Your hand, the diamond, you feel your heartbeat, like... (laughs) And this, like, sonic energy starting to, like, build in your hand. You feel this urge to destroy... Okay. Something is reaching out, seeking more magic to consume, finding some kind of weakness.
5: Yeah, let's go big. Artyom, Horthox, you need to duck. Crist will ready a twinned shatter mm-hmm. on each of the mirrors, Okay. waiting for them to be okay. In the doorway. I'm not going to peer yeah, my yeah. head through. I don't want to risk more shadows.
2: Okay. And with that, they're both in the very center of the room. So as a reaction, they both just kind of instinctually crouch at this like intensity of your voice Mm. and holding both palms out you release the sonic energy and both of your Mm. eardrums are just
5: being rattled to the maximum and somehow uh whenever chris does shatter uh he can't help but yell and scream uh as but for some reason this time his voice sounds both extremely high and extremely bassy Mm.
2: yeah you're hitting the tenor and the bass like it and with that Thousands of spider webs of shards form in each of the mirror and the sonic reverberation continues pulsing and slamming against them and huge like waves of shrapnel come flying out. And even as they leave the mirror, those break down into hundreds of more tiny pieces of shrapnel until nothing but dust just kind of wafts off of the walls revealing a embossment of a daylight sky with a ton of like mythical creatures like manticores and chimeras flying in it and the other side this horrible night sky with these like creatures coming up out of the ground like shadow demons and and long serpents with wings that seem very menacing and even the reverberation of that causes the door at the end to just split right down the middle you could have done that the first time Oh, and that uh, shadow dies. <laughs>
8: that's a lot of bad luck.
2: That is a lot of bad luck. <laughs> that's a
5: lot. Don't say that. Cut that out. I don't want
2: that. <laughs> no.
4: Don't put that evil on me. Don't
8: even you, put probably.
2: that on the podcast.
4: <laughs> no. Don't slap me with your superstitious juju, <laughs>
10: right?
8: Hey, it's good luck in Michael. Sure. My character right. is superstitious juju.
2: <laughs> that's true. That's kind, of, that's kind of one of his things. And the room is quiet. As the stone door at the end cracks open, and one of the halves just kind of falls away. Uh, you can see beyond... Yeah, that's, I didn't even think about it. I was, I'm like, what you know? I was picking it up before. I'm like, boy, that's noisy. And I'm like, I know. I'll move it right under the fucking microphone. Um, so as the door cracks and falls away, you can see beyond it a very strange square chamber. And inside of it, coming out of the ground, there's a statue of this massive animal. And it's holding on top of it this huge mechanical spherical globe made of all of these rings looping together that looks like this massive planet um, and there's a clear red line of energy traced around it with a, a bright point in the center and it's like, you know, Ogra's Grand Conjunction Machine in Dark Crystal? Like this just huge mechanical globe that's just kind of rotating and there's this clockwork sort of as it tilts and shifts along its axis.
10: I hate shadows. I've always hated shadows. I mean, did you know the League de Challenge dossier has them listed as one half? One half! I mean, damn near immune to non-magical weapons, suck the vinegar right out of you with one touch, and float through
1: goddamn walls. And you one half? What are they out of their mind? One thing's for certain, surviving an onslaught like that just proves that the Mortal Dawn isn't slowing down. And despite being lost, they're back in action and ready to fight.
10: That was a pretty slick move, smashing those big mirrors. Could have done it a little sooner though, but I wonder how many years of bad luck that'll rack up for these kids.
1: If things keep going the way they are, it'll take more than some bad luck to stop this team. Stay tuned as we follow their path as they seek their way back home, and of course, their next big adventure. This is the League of Ultimate Questing.
9: Astria. Don Marius. C. Cormenar. Astria. Astria. Don Marius. Cormenar. Torventrian.
7: Little late to be practicing incantations beyond your circle, isn't it, young master?
9: Hi, Arcanist Melwin. Surprised to see me.
7: Well, it's only natural I'd keep an eye on you, Delric. You've gotten high marks this year. Close to
9: graduation, I'd say.
7: Ready to earn your robes?
9: Yes, High Archonist. I want to be ready for the test. I want very much to join the Order.
7: No reason to be reaching too far out of your own window of understanding. But if you want to be ready to graduate, and probably fancy I forget what I've seen here tonight, Let's say we have us a little pop quiz, eh? A,
9: a p- pop quiz, high archonist? Yes, let's test your understanding of the gods. The theology? I'm studying transmutation. I want to be a wizard, not a priest.
7: <laughs> oh, the gods have more to do with our trade than you'd think. And history is a foundation of understanding. Now then, name for me, young Delric, six human gods. Uh, that is to say, Gods worshipped by humans, and historically born into human religion.
9: Oh, uh, yes, Hierarchonist. Um, Sigmus the Ascendant. Ah, an easy start. Uh, Osaria, goddess of understanding and lore. Liet, uh, god of white magic. Gamasen, god of red magic. Nuragoth, god of black magic. Good, good. And Balator, god of honorable combat. Fine, just fine. Now, name for me three Dwarven gods. Dwarven gods, right. Um, uh, Torinbar, the Eternal Mountain. Uh, Osmora, Mother of the Moon. And Cal... Cal Caladron. Caladron, the Lord of Uncovery. Not bad, Delric. Now, how about three gods of the Elves? The Elves? Um... But the elves have but one god, High Archonist. <laughs> good. A good answer.
7: Not quite accurate, but I'm glad you're not quick to be fooled. All right. Uh, name me one elven god
9: Elendar Sholir.
7: Good. Good pronunciation. You have a knack for the elven tongue. Now, name from me a god with no racial affiliation.
9: Hmm. Praseca, the goddess of time and fate. Another? Um, Bren. The Burning Lord. Another? Uh, Garlamal, the vanguard of the beyond. And
7: what is Garlamal's domain?
9: Um, uh, They have no domain. They lead the souls of the fallen to their final resting place, be it the hells or the realms of their gods. Quite. Quite right. Now, this is very important. Name for me
7: three forgotten gods.
9: Forgotten? If I am to name them, how are they forgotten?
7: I Think back to your studies.
9: To the gods. Forgotten does not mean unknown. I see. Well, hmm. Selvage, the god of balance, uh, they haven't had temples or churches in over a thousand years. Well, balance is one way of looking at it, I
7: suppose, but yes, yes. Uh, more of a god of middles, division.
9: Try another. Well, uh, there's Emerod. But they have many followers. They just have no scripture or structure. But they say every song and poem are the teachings of (laughs) Ha! That's a very clever answer, Delric. Now, how about a god that serves none?
7: A god that acts against the other gods? Something universally
9: feared? Uh, High Arcanist, I... Yes? I cannot speak the name. Oh-ho! Well,
7: you can't pass the quiz without answering the final question.
9: Uh... He Who Shatters Antiquity. Oh, a mighty title indeed. But that's not a name. She Who Starves for a Circle Enclosed. That's
7: just another nickname for the same thing.
9: The Womb of Disquietude.
7: (laughs) That's a new one even to me.
9: The Voyeur of Final Breaths.
7: Delaric, are you going to answer the question or not?
9: Uh, n- no, sir. No. I've, I've been taught not to do such a thing, even before I joined the Arcadium. I dare not.
7: I see. Well, if I were to tell you that you wouldn't graduate this place, that you wouldn't earn your robes and scribe your first tome, if you didn't speak the name of this Forgotten One. You know it, don't you? You've read it. Yes, sir. You speak it in your mind when you try to sleep in darkness but fear the unseen. It rests on your tongue when you stare into the night sky with uncertainty. If that was the price to graduate and pass, would you pay it?
9: If speaking the name was the means to graduate and become a wizard of the Red Tower, then... Then yes. Yes, I would say the words. I would pay the price. Well then, young Delric.
7: It seems you still have much to learn.
4: Yeah, that really—that was fucking intense. I can't believe in in fucking one turn they were able
2: to. What are their CR? One half. Yeah, shadows are fucking brutal. They have like eleven hit points. Um, They're super easy to hit, but if they get their hands on you, it's just damage.
5: So that was terrifying, right? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It's cool. I mean, challenges are great. Oh, let's do a sign off. Yeah. I'm ready. Sam, I
4: think you're up.
6: Well, that's the end of the episode. Um, Pretty exciting there. I died, but came back as me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And for the sign-off, I guess we'll start uh, over there.
8: Sure, yeah. My name's Michael Loving. I play Heruthax, the level 4 Dragonborn Warlock of the Firstborn, a custom patron
4: created by Law for this game. Uh, I'm Zach Barkas. I play Artyom, the Cleric of Sunlight, the Sunlight God Bran, and I'm also the producer and editor.
5: Uh, I'm Elante Barakat. I play Chris Zagrand, the level 4 Crystalline
2: Sorcerer. And my name is Law, I'm the Dungeon Master, uh, Creative Director of Slapdash, and I almost killed two PCs.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and I'm uh, Samantha Frost, I played Arvid, I turned back into a human whatever, I turned back into a non-goat, no longer a goat, goatless. So thank you for joining us for the League of Ultimate Questing, new episodes go live every Monday, and bonus content every Friday. You can listen to us at the at www.theluq.com or wherever podcasts are available. If you have questions for the show are interested in advertising opportunities or have ideas for fake ads, contact admin at slap studios.com. Follow us on social media like Facebook or Twitter and Instagram at slap the dash. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and we can all keep growing and questing together. Uh, buy the t-shirt. It's pretty <laughs> rad. I have one. They have the uh the girl shirts, you know, the ones that are like super soft. You don't have to be a girl. You can be anyone, but they're they're better, I'm just I, saying. I'm totally going to get that. Buy <laughs> the t-shirt. <tech laughs> Definitely.
2: The, boy, the boys are super soft, too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> if you if you get the uh, premium or whatever. Oh, the premium. The premium tea. Mm. I think it's the same softness. Yeah, girls get soft by default. Boys have to go premium for
2: soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: Until next time. We wish you luck. Hey. <laughs>